Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Cyborg Snakes. I'm Ben. And I'm David. And <laughs> we need to have some laughter about this uh, episode because uh, today we're actually talking about uh, sort of horror movie villains or sort of creatures. Oh, see that again. If you've seen Hereditary, you'll know what David's on about yeah, there. Um, but yeah, like we 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 got to talking the other day, like about some of our favourite monster sort of mo- horror movie creatures, and we thought, well, let's have a talk. Let's discuss a few of them. See what we uh, sort of find in common. Which ones are scary? Uh, sort of best moments, I suppose, and what 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 makes them terrifying. So, mm. I think like. I would say, like, if you go back, I mean, I know um, just sort of the list we've got up here, we're just sort of going to go by a list here we found and sort of run off that. But one of the earliest ones I can see on that list was Norman Bates from the film, uh, Alfred Hitchcock film, uh, Psycho. Psycho, yeah. Um, now, <laughs> ironically, I've never seen Psycho, but... You've never seen it? I've never seen it. But Really? Uh, yeah. Wow, that's a... I'm, I'm surprised. I know, it's one, the one film everybody expects me to see, but... I'm surprised. I, I, one can't be perfect. <laughs> uh but I think this is actually quite an interesting one to um, start off with because Norman Bates, seemingly normal man, mm. just you know going about his business, looking after his little hotel, uh, obviously unsuspecting victims who come to his hotel, obviously end up not leaving, mm. uh, staying in permanently. But I think what makes this a very interesting sort of horror, mon- a horror movie villain is because he is normal. This and this is um, something that can and actually not in the same way has happened before in real life. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely has some real world similarities. Like I'm sure there's been cases where people have actually done things like this character has in a movie, or even like you know the character is actually known for kind of believing that he is his mother yeah um because there are there have been cases of people out there who do lead sheltered lives who are you know very sort of uh sort of enabled by their parents and obviously when said parent or single parent dies you they they have the ability to take on this um sort of persona mm. and end up with sort of like i don't want to sort of generalize it but like a split personality disorder as such so you know you're both either ways and i think like Again, that that scene, the shower scene, which is the sort of most famous scene, mm. where you know those it's the music that sort of makes that scene. He pulls it back and just goes for the stab. And again, it's just a simple but effective scene. Like the shower is where you're most vulnerable. You know, I feel like there's always like that running joke where when people, I see it a lot in comedy movies where when people are like having a shower and they're washing their eyes. Yeah. I mean, they're washing and something gets in their eyes and they get really nervous because they feel like someone's in there. So yeah. definitely what Hitchcock did there, I think, is very clever because it's you're, you're probably at one of your vulnerable moments as well because you're in a shower, you know, you're more focusing on like getting clean, your eyes are closed or whatnot. Yeah, you're like you're, you're fra- well because you are completely naked. Yeah, right? yeah. And there's like there's there's a sense of security that your clothes allow you to have, like you know, like a, a sense of armor. Not true to the complete No, of degree, course. Yeah, it's almost like when you hide under your bedsheet covers for exactly like safety. Right. It, yeah, and that's all gone. You're mm. completely exposed. There's nothing at hand for you to fight back with at all. And again, right. it's like you said, Hitchcock has really hit up hit upon a moment there that is really uh, just really interesting in sort of, sort of cinema history of like a, a villain that knows when you're at your most uh, vulnerable uh, as such. I think I like that scene because of the way 
um, Norman Bates is, you can kind of make out through the the uh, shower blinds that he, the shower curtains that he's kind of standing there in his mother's outfit. That's right. Yes, he is. So you so you don't really. At that stage, you don't really know if it is or it isn't the mother or if there is somebody else in that house. Yeah, because, again, he's in the house. He's constantly talking to... You, you overhear him having conversations with his mother. Like, you actually... If I'm right, you hear the conversation with like his mother, but you just you don't see it mm. uh, as such. But, yeah, like, it's, uh, again, very, very interesting villain and a good way to sort of kick off the show because this led the way, uh, especially, I want to say, the 80s, I mean, there were films sort of during the time like of that cycle was made, but I think it's when you hit the 80s is when everything really uh, kicked off. Mm. Like, especially like, because this is sort of one of the first slasher films. Do you think this is like the most, the first most successful slasher movie? Um, I want I want to say yes. Or I think an effective slasher movie because it's... Um, Again, you don't really know what's coming up at this point. You just mm. know the film's called Psycho. You just know that she's having a shower. It's like, you know, okay, this is seeming on time. And then the door opens. Now, you've got to imagine that, you know, we're watching this through 21st century eyes. And unfortunately, media has ruined this mm. scene. Um, and so we know. Again, there's that famous scene, that famous scream. And we're watching this. Even when, even, sorry, even when... Because obviously we're watching the video, we've got it up right now. Yeah. But even when Norman Bates, the mother, kind of opens the the, the uh, curtains, you don't really see his face in it, so it adds that more mystery to it. Yeah, like, oh, well, it's, who is it? Because mm. it doesn't look like the Norman Bates that we've seen. And um, actually, if you look at what's happening, it's actually the um, slashing scene is actually done effectively because there's not that much, although a slasher, Obviously, it's in black and white. You don't really see the Ooh. color blood. But it's done like, there's, again, it's not full on graphic um, to a point that, like, what modern day movies are like. And it, just as we saw in this scene there, as the, p the person leaves the room, you know it's a, a woman. Mm. And the, the, per the perception is, oh, okay, we know it's a woman. Yeah. So then that's what you're looking at throughout the film. And then, you know, you, the discussions that Norman has with his mother, you're like, oh, well, it's got to be her. And then there's that great twist ending um, as such. But you notice how Hitchcock... Don? No, I love the way that scene's kind of acted out because obviously looking at it at the point where, you know, like you said, 21st century eyes or whatever. Yeah. Like right now, if you watch a film, you're definitely watching special effects of a knife stabbing into skin and blood everywhere and yeah. gore and gore. But with that scene, I kind of like it because obviously they probably didn't have that technology at that time or maybe they did, but they're not really using it. But the way she acts when she's getting stabbed, it just kind of feels really real. And when you listen to it with the sound and the kind of sounds that are going on in that shower, it just, I don't know, it, there's, there's definitely a realness to it. And it's very, like, chilling. Even the way she's kind of, like, dropping down to her death. Yeah. and it's just, Yeah, she, she, she really acted out that scene really, yeah. very well. And also one great thing about this scene is, you notice how little Hitchcock allows you to see. Yeah. Like not less is more though exactly less like is more you know how we'll get onto this a little bit later but you know how with Jaws you don't actually see that much of the shark mm. and that's 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 you know really effective like you can see like some of the gore like you got here the, like the famous blood running into the um, sort of sinkhole uh, as such and that's really good that how Hitchcock showed that mm. um, and such and like again 
you can get it stabbed and just the whole scene set up. Actually, a fun fact about that sequence is that that's a specially built set. Oh, really? Because Hitchcock wanted to be able to maneuver his cameras in positions where uh, um, with ease. So instead of actually filming in a shower, he built this set where actually it, it interlocked like a puzzle. Oh, okay. So he could actually separate bits, move in this bit, and then sort of interlock it, wow. which is a you know really um, interesting way of um, shooting a film. And there she is. You know what? Go. <laughs> yeah, there she is, dead. But even that scene, even the way she looks like there when she's just kind of like laid out on the floor, mm. dead, is a very kind of chilling moment. But going back to what you were saying about like the whole less is more uh, theory, mm. I feel like when in horror movies or like especially slasher films the less you see of the main villain the more scary i feel like it is that suspense like you do get a lot of films that are good in a sense where they do show the character a lot maybe the villain a lot and there might be a lot of jump scares and whatnot but after a while i just feel like it kind of loses that feeling of like uh of like fear when you get way too much jump scares after a while you're just jumping because it's either loud or it might be scary for that moment but it's not scary as a whole you know yeah i mean like again go uh if we look at jaws as an example again for three quarters of that film you don't see that much of the shark mm. not all actually it's all i mean you know it's a shark attack but it's like the, you know the famous opening sequence with the woman who's dragged underwater um again she was pulled on ropes she actually broke two ribs in filming that sequence oh really uh yeah because they yanked too hard but again they say like moved around and again it's 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 a shark which again it's just a, a thing of nature that actually makes that thing frightening because it's real. Obviously, the side effect of that film is people are petrified of great white sharks. Mm. Um, even though humans kill more great whites than, than, than they do, than oh, they do yeah. humans. But again, yeah. And I think that's important, but it's like, um, obviously, that's bad. Like you said, like if there's a, an overabundance of blood and gore and jump scares, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm desensitized now. I think looking on this list as well, like, you, you've obviously got Saw, Jigsaw. Mm. I think, I know I know the whole concept of Saw is a clever idea of like the decisions you make and the repercussions and, and then having to like face and, you know, basically face the wrongs de- de- decisions that you've made in a way that could jeopardize your life. Yeah. It's basically what Saw is. I, I kind of liked it, but then after a while it was just kind of, I just felt like it was over the top well, kind of gore and it just to me it got a bit boring and it was a bit lame in a way. Well, it's kind of, if you actually look at these films, if you actually look at the, the franchises, um, I'll talk about a really popular franchise that my, a friend of mine made me watch. Um, but if you look at all the big the big horror franchises, so again, going by this, you've got the Chucky franchise, you've got the Scream franchise, hmm. Hellraiser, uh, Friday 13th, Halloween... Uh, and um, Nightmare on Elm Street all the first films actually yeah again if you look at all those f- first films all shocked audiences oh for sure was again they are violent but then the, that's what makes those films those films like mm. wow okay now if you look at the the predecessors after that um, you'll notice that it goes a bit a bit wonky and it just becomes another sequel now, do you think that's because everyone's familiar with the character? So the first time they see it, they don't really know the character. They're learning the character. Yeah. And then the second time, it's just kind of like, well, it's doing I know same. who you are in a way. Yeah. So I know, I know what you're going to do. You know, like what you said about the Saw franchise. Mm. Again, that stopped being, the, it's a good for a one and only film because it's an interesting premise. Like, a, right, you know, 
you have a give, you're giving another choice to live your life, you'll get scars, but you'll remember why you got those scars. How many films is it now? 10 or 11? Man, I don't know. There's, There's so like many. 10 or 11 of these Saw films now. And what it's just degraded into is like, what's the most inventive way we can kill someone? Yeah, Literally, I think, yeah, exactly. It. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily hate the Saw franchise, but I'm not going to run out to the theater and watch it. And it, I, 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 I probably won't even watch it. I literally stopped after three. Three is where I left it. I thought I, got, I can't really be bothered with these films anymore because they don't do anything for me anymore. The no. first one was just great, ingenious, fantastic ending, mm. uh, but then afterwards it's just diminishing returns. Obviously, there were some like scenes when some of the characters are getting killed that were really fucked up and I'm not oh, going to yeah. lie it was kind of fun to watch because you're kind of like oh shit how are they going to get out of it are they going to get out of it and then they do and they don't which is always cool I think I watched one where I think I watched one I don't, I don't remember which one it was but it was literally like a group that had to basically all stay alive and throughout the end throughout the movie they're just kind of killing each other off like because they're all trying to survive and being selfish and not help each other I think that's the second one is it is that, in the is, end, is, is that one they're on like a, a, a roundabout? Man, I don't, I don't remember, but I just remember in the end, they literally have four keys and they all have to put the four keys in together. And it's the second one, I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 I like that. I like yeah. that one, which was cool. And what I really liked about that whole um, Saw movie was the pig, man. Yeah. And on top of that, I went a bit deep. I, I ended up playing the games on like PlayStation and whatnot. Mm. Really good game. Really creepy game too. But I really like the um, the pig masked man because I just imagine that guy chasing you to yeah. kidnap you. Could you imagine seeing that character? Like, well, that'd be terrifying in real life. That'd be fucked up. Absolutely. And again, it's like um, the ingenious of the film. Like again, that first one. Like you kind of want these people to like in the in the jigsaw films to get killed because you're like, okay, well, how creative can you get with this? Mm. And that. But then again, like it gets to a point where you're like, well, I don't really care. Um, how they die because you know they're just going to die like in really horrible ways you know we off topic though you know the uh, you know the um, the sword toy the sword doll oh yeah the doll yeah I forget its name I had a Spider-Man toy that when you pressed it it made that laugh really yeah (laughs) (laughs) it made that laugh that's terrifying I had a Spider-Man toy. I, it must have been bought from some knockoff market somewhere. <laughs> but every time you'd press the button to make it talk, it would do that noise. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and then years, years later, that was the saw noise. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty scary. Actually, um, fun fact about Jigsaw. The um, that was again. Do you know the film? Or for our listeners who may have seen the film, there's a film called Insidious. Mm. which is from the creators. You know, uh, I really like this Insidious franchise. Insidious franchise is brilliant. And I want, I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but fun reference is that in Insidious, um, on the chalkboard of the teacher, Luke Wilson, no, I think it's Luke Wilson, there's actually a picture of the doll. No way. Yeah. You know what? Let me let me fact check this. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so like, again, you got like the slasher films again. So then... Uh, the point, case, uh, case in point uh, reference. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, it is. It is. Is the Nightmare on Elm Street films? Now, I was made to watch all of these films by who? Uh, a friend of mine who, who was really into horror. Like, really, I'm all about the slasher horrors. Big up your friend, man. Big up your friend. <laughs> well, um, or so, not? <laughs> um, 
because so I watched it, and so I watched the first one, which is you know quite serious, mm. and like uh, you know fountains of blood everywhere. It's West Craven, mm. and I thought, oh, this is great. That is really interesting concepts. You know, I've not again. Obviously, I knew about the Nightmare on Elm Street films beforehand. How many are out? How many? Were I out? think there's thirteen or fourteen. I think. But there's like, thirteen or fourteen Nightmare on Elm Street films. Roughly that. It's um, okay. Let's find out. I mean, that's. I don't know if that's including the remake. Or remakes. Let's see. Uh, or I could be wrong because what there's one film franchise. I think you're. I think the one that you're talking about. That's a lot. Is the Friday, Friday the Thirteenth with <laughs> Jason Voorhees. Now there's loads of those. Yes. But well, yeah, so if you look at these, like it, the first one, gr- like really interesting premise. Um, I quite like the um, effects on those. Then as you go through the rest of them, right? So you've got Freddy's Revenge, Dream Warriors, the Dream Master, Dream Child, Final Nightmare, New Nightmare, uh, Freddy vs. Jason, and then the remake uh, by Samuel Bayer, is that they actually became increasingly, like, wacky. They were, def- they were definitely wacky and very comedic. Yeah, like, there was one bit, like, you actually kind of watched this film just to see what Freddy would do because he's... I mean, big up to, um, I think it's Robert England. It is Robert England, yeah. Uh, who played it. And it's just really funny because he just really hams up the role so well. Definitely does. Um, I mean, because there's obviously, in Nightmare on Elm Street, there's actually some really great standout sequences, like across the franchise. Uh, two that always stuck with me was, I think, and I think in the, in the same film, Dream Warriors, mm. is one where there's a guy who, when Freddy, obviously when he sleeps and Freddy goes in his dream, he takes out his nervous system mm. and then uses him as a marionette, like a puppet, <laughs> and makes him dance. Which one was that? In which I one? think that's Dream Warriors. Might be, actually. I remember that, actually. I do remember that. Yeah, so he makes him dance. And then the other one that is really, really creepy um, is, again, I think it's Dream Warriors. And it's actually um, an actress called uh, Ali Lata. Okay. I think she was in, like, Heroes, um, the TV show a while back and she's obviously been in films like Legally Blonde and such and in Dream Warriors what happens is that um, Ali Lata is like a sort of um, into weights and exercising mm. and there's one bit where she falls asleep and uh, I think she, she's got a thing about cockroaches and so in the film like she's um, doing these weights and then Freddy appears and so oh let me help you out and sort of pushes down on the um, uh, weights and as he pulls down, her arms snap off. But then in her place are the cockroach legs. And then slowly and surely, she actually transforms, like, really hor- horrifically into a natural cockroach. Did you say that was on Dream Warriors? I'm sure it's Dream Warriors. Hmm, I'm trying to find that, actually. I want to I wanna see that scene. Yeah, like, so, uh, yeah well... Um, it's not... I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if it is. I've tried to IMDB it, but... Well, t- like, if you uh, put up the... Uh, the old uh, tube of you, okay. <laughs> the old tube of you, tube got of it. you, and type in sort of a Nightmare on Elm Street cockroach scene. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so uh, we're bringing it up. Yeah, here we go. Cockroach nightmare. So David's going to. So this was in the fourth one. Uh, oh, it's so the, the fourth, fourth one. one was. Oh right, so that's uh, Dream Child, I think it is. It is. Yeah, Dream Child. Yeah, Dream Child. Dream Master. Oh, Dream Master. Dream Master. Okay. Yeah. So, like, uh, uh, what did you think of that whole i um, that whole concept of, you know, the more power you, the more t- the more you think of Freddy Krueger, the more power you give him, because that was his thing, wasn't it? It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily he just popped up and he was already strong. 
like I think from the first movie, it showed that nobody was really thinking about him, so he wasn't strong. Yeah. But then as the word got out, almost like Voldemort, like he shouldn't be named. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he became stronger, and then he started to kind of. Exactly. It's. it's it, I quite like that mythology. Like you know, it's. It's actually because it's a bit like again, if you actually look at it, it's very uh, applicable to Trump. The more attention we give Trump the more sort of power we get. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. oh Jesus. Ah, oh, grim. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, elbows it's, just got ripped up. Oh, yeah. That, so David's about to find out the more um, gruesome parts of this. Uh, I've seen nightmare. this movie. I know I have, but I just, I don't remember. Oh, this is oh. grim. <laughs> yeah, this, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> goodness. What is that? It's like well, it's the cockroach. Yeah, well, she's turning into a cockroach now, isn't she? Oh, that is disgusting. <laughs> and her hand is on the yeah, floor. She shed her baby floor. arms. Oh God, man, that is so. Oh God. See, I think this is more. This is more nasty to look at rather than scary. Yeah, but so I guess watching this as a kid is definitely scary. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, cause like, uh, imagine shooting this scene. <laughs> how do you? I, I think. How do you keep a straight face? I, I know. Like, okay. <laughs> which was the movie when he grabs the mother at the from the door into the? Oh, that's the the remake. Is that the remake? It's the ending of the remake. Which one's the remake? 2010? Yeah, the one with... Um, no, because that was in the original as well, wasn't it's, it? Yeah, because it's the original one, but the, it's more prevalent. They, I think they really big it up in the remake. But I think they did... I think, I, I think they do that in the first one too, Ben. I honestly do feel like they do that. <laughs> God. She's not having a time being a uh, cockroach. Do you know what? As much as I like Freddy Krueger, I didn't really like the remake. And as much as I liked... Um, a lot of people did not like that remake. What was the name of that dude from the... You know, he plays Rorschach. Da yeah, that's Jackie uh, L. Hay. It is Jackie L. Hay. Yeah. Hay Lee. Hay Lee. Hay Lee, yes. You know what? I like. I didn't like him in the sense because... I didn't like him because he just reminded me of Rorschach and he sounded exactly like Rorschach. And that kind of annoyed me. And he... Freddy Krueger to me is uh, Robert England. Yeah. That right. kind of very... Uh, cheesy line, but he's also he's very witty. Says a lot of foul yeah. shit. Whereas Jackie's kind of went with a more just dark. See, I'm Rorschach, think, but I'm Freddy Krueger. I think that's the the, the 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 thing they forgot about this kind of film is that mm. these aren't. It's they're not a serious film. Like it's serious in terms of like yeah, people getting killed is in is in a horrific ways is horrific. But then when you actually think about it. even if you watch the first one he had a great sense of humor about what he was doing yeah like, no he did like the famous scene where his, his arms grow out and he just mm. starts chasing them you could do that with some great graphics but keep the comedy about that i know? like i like the serious aspect that they try go for in that but i just feel like he was a bit too serious and i yeah that was, that was one of the things that annoyed me like i did want him to kind of toy with his with yeah. the people that he was going to kill and he didn't really it didn't really feel like he was toying with them yeah no it's just like, I'm just going to kill you but that's basically one of the what is it like the top four it's like the top four franchise so like that well, you got that you got Jason Voorhees so yeah Friday the 13th I've, now admittedly I've only seen the first one what Friday the 13th yeah not and not the remake with uh, Jared Padalecki in it um, but Man, there's too many to watch. There's too many. See, this, this problem is that when you have something like 13 films in a franchise, that's a bit excessive for a horror film. They went nuts with this franchise, though, they didn't did they? They did go nuts. Like, in terms Let's of have a look how many they had. <laughs> yeah. 
Did I'm wrong again? Well, there's not that many. One, two, two three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve, oh. still, still a lot. Still okay, a lot. so twelve. Okay, but um, oh, you know, it might be Halloween then. That Mabry has thirteen. I know something had had thirteen, but like um, yeah, like for for uh. Jay, Jason Voorhees is just he's, he's interesting because he's just a force of nature One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. no oh okay well. I don't know why I imagined um, Friday the 13th to have loads I think well Friday the 13th is actually out of all of them the one that does have the most yeah I mean and and released quite frequently in the 80s <laughs> yeah actually it's pretty much like, like 80, 81, 82, 84, 85, 86 88, 89, 93 2001 yeah, exactly. Do you know what? I didn't mind the remake. I liked actually. I actually did like the remake in um, two thousand and nine. I did like that. I've not watched it um, yet, but there's one that I remember watching as a kid. I don't know which one it is. Maybe one of you guys who are listening to us could let us know. It was basically this one scene where I think he's, I think he's in like some sort of town, some city somewhere, and I just remember this one scene where them, where he's forcing people to eat his heart I think that's Jason takes Manhattan dude is it it might be I think it's that one let me see hang on let me see you don't watch the cockroach lady anymore no that shit was grim <laughs> <laughs> Friday the 13th uh, eating heart let's see what happens let's see what comes up Friday, uh, Jason goes to hell. Ah, uh, right well there we go yeah I just I don't know why I just re- it just freaked me out because the fact that they just literally going to town on the heart like there's something about the heart that makes people want to eat it god well Jason it did go to hell um and it's being by itself as it does but yeah I mean again like the first one good again the first one had Jason Bacon in it oh god I, I, I honestly remember seeing that scene and thinking it was an actual heart but I was very young I was definitely not at the age <laughs> that you're meant to watch these films it's like uh, um, Kevin Bacon, not Jason Bacon, whoever Jason Bacon is. But mm. yeah, like uh, Kevin Bacon was in the original one. He got an interesting death. But it, God, that's a, that's a scene. Um, but yeah, like, again, great concept. Like, you know, and I think that's, that's the, the only downside of the um, Friday the 13th movies is like, how many times can this guy die? <laughs> like, it makes no literal sense. Um, but that, I mean, I think the series got uh, insane when it got to Jason X. Oh, that was some really weird... Because they sent him out of space, didn't they? Yeah, he did <laughs> go out of space. I mean, I, to be honest... 1993, the one with the heart. You, okay. you know what? To be honest, I kind of want to give him credit for like, trying to take him into space because, I mean, like, not other horror movies would have the balls to kind of try and go, fuck it, let's try and do this with it. Do you know what? Is Friday the 13th the most successful, like, out of the... Out of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. I think it's Halloween. You think it's Halloween? Well, Halloween keeps getting more sequels. It's got the most iconic theme song. Like I couldn't, I couldn't hum to you the um, theme song to Friday the Thirteenth. Or, or uh, I mean, Freddy Krueger does have that really weird children's <laughs> run. Yeah. Well, that was that Freddy? That was that. Um, yeah. Jason Voorhees thing. Yeah, but it's like a, like Halloween. That piano one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, which was who had the who had the who had the scariest mask, in your opinion, from oh. Jason Voorhees to Michael Myers to Leatherface? Oh. Scariest. Oh, and um, do you know what? I don't count Scream because because no. um, 
scary movie fucked that movie up for me. Oh god, so much. Because now every time I watch that, I just feel like I just I just remember a scary movie. So yeah. it doesn't scare me. Although they did a Netflix series of that oh, yeah. Scream, which wasn't bad, which I'm still waiting for season the next season. But whatever. I will watch the. Who do you think had the scariest mask? Uh, for me, it'd be it's between. I have the original mask because they obviously had loads of different masks. I think for me, it'd be um, probably Halloween first, followed very closely by Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, man. Only reason I say. Halloween is it? Is it that ghost-looking face kind well, of? Do you know what the mask actually is? What is the mask? The mask is actually a Captain Kirk mask. No. And what my um, John Carpenter did was he bleached it and stretched it, and um, that's what he got in the end. And so, like, um, that's what makes. I mean, and again, it's like you said, it has a ghostly face. It's, it has no expression to it. No, I, I think the eyes and that. Weird, fucked up looking hair always fucks me up, man. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's just, but that's it's just as one look. But then again, mm. that said, that said, Friday the Thirteenth, it's just it's a hockey mask. But it obviously gets a bit battered up. But again, it's the hockey mask at the end of the day. But the Michael Myers mask is quite terrifying, especially in that black jumpsuit mm. and such. When he takes off his mask, though. He's got that whole deformed face. Um, uh, Michael Jason. Myers. Yeah. No, sorry. Jason. Jason Voorhees. Jason did, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you never actually see Michael Myers' face, do you? Not to my recollection. Do they show it in the in the remake? not seen a remake, if I'm honest. Because the thing is, I really like John Carpenter's films, and I kind of just stopped with the first one. Mm. Although... I don't know why I should know this fact, but here's a fun fact for you about uh, the film. The first oh, you, well, you see him as a child, and then yeah. in the in the remake, you kind of see this big dude. dude, but he's got long hair and his hair is kind of like blocking his face. Yeah, but I don't get. I don't think you see him when when uh, he's actually going around killing people because yeah. obviously he masks his face. Yeah, but it's like a. Jeez, that's a sight. Oh, we can talk about that one in a minute because I quite like that film. Mm. But like it's... Uh, <laughs> oh, Michael yeah, Demarcus. you are right. Look, there you go. Captain yeah. Kirk mask. Yeah. But it's uh, also in the Halloween film, one of the real housewives of... Um, oh, what's, what's it called? Not, not New Jersey. Ah, oh, crap. There's, is it one of the real housewives of wherever. Atlanta? No. 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 Hollywood? No. The other one? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, well, I would say... The, Posh women, but they're all bloody posh. Um, in one of them, she it's she plays a little girl in it. Housewives. Yeah. Hmm. Wait, which one? Uh, if you um, type in "Real Housewives of" and then see, we'll see what comes up. Uh, oh, Beverly Hills. That's it. Okay. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, it's Why the, are you watching this, man? Dude, you know what? It's <laughs> trash TV. If I'm bored, I'll put it on. So which one of these... Um, it's the... It's actually one on the right there. No, no, right. No, no, no. Right, so you know the blonde one? The one next to her on the left. Her. Her? I don't even know who that is. It's the girl that um, Jamie Lee Curtis babysits. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, there's some fun knowledge for you if you want it. <laughs> well, there you are. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so, you, so you're saying... So you're saying... Uh, Michael Myers. Then Leatherface. And then Leatherface. Leatherface had a really scary... That whole story you know freaks what? me out though, man. So the whole story of like um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Cause, and you know what? I actually... How many... Se- that didn't have many sequels, did it? 
You know what? Let me find out. I bet it didn't. Which would be, uh, let's find out. Change the basket. And it was like a few. It was, uh, again. Why it? do I feel like there was like four or five? I think you're right. Because I've. It, it, oh, okay. snap. No, there's, there's quite a few. Well, quite a few of them. Okay. So there's eight. Oh, wow. Well, there's right. eight. Yeah. There's eight. Wow, well, so I thought it was less than that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven eight. So there yeah. was eight. Yeah, there was eight. And there's another one on the way, isn't there? Oh, well, I don't it know if there's another one on the way, but I know there's another Jason, the Michael Myers nice movie film, on the way, yeah. and that looks good. Mm. And it's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Yeah, she's back on that one, which would be interesting. So, she well, needs the, the money. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, again, I've not seen the other ones, but the first one is fucking terrifying. Because um, Tobe Hooper, who directed that, he's also the director of the popular um, supernatural film Poltergeist. Mm. Um but he did a great job of being unrelenting because that is a flipping terrifying situation to find yourself in. Especially, you know, the bit like a great thing about that film is it didn't rely. See, horror movies can exist in two formats one with music, one without music. So, you, we've already discussed like Psycho with the famous strings and the. Oh my God, yeah. But when you come to. Um, Leatherface, there's no music played at any of the intense sequences. And there's the bit when, you know, the young man walks into the room and then looks up at Leatherface and Leatherface just clocks him on the head with the yeah. hammer. You're like, wow. And then he, what is it? he gets the, uh, later on he gets a woman and sticks her on the hook. Yeah. It's like, f- fuck. It's definitely fucked. And you know what? Now that you've said that, it reminds me of when I first watched the um, Halloween's movies. And the reason why I used to hate them was because... With the music, they would always play the music in advance to let you know that something was going to happen. And then immediately I'd be like, oh, something's going to happen. And then something would happen. When I first, when I, the first time I got off this, the first time I watched Halloween, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And you know Why? what? Because of the music. And I sat there going, this song is played all the freaking time. All the time, yeah. All the time. Awesome. But then again, it's gone on to be such an iconic song. Because again... I like uh, John Carpenter, which we'll probably discuss a little bit later, mm. has some great iconic theme songs. And I think that one stands out on top as one of his greatest uh, iconic theme songs. You think so? I think so. Like, um, it's definitely one of the memorable ones that yeah, people like, remember. Yeah. I mean, of the lists I'm looking at here, his is the only one I can really remember. Like, yeah. I can actually point out as such. But like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just, again, chainsaws. You don't want to be on the receiving end of one. Man, there were so many scenes where he's just running with that chainsaw. Could you just imagine like running the, away like, from... Like the ending sequence. He, and he's just like swirling about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Jesus. I'm, I think I've only watched that film once. Man, that is definitely a, a creepy movie. But... It definitely is. The, the Chicks of Chainsaw Massacre is loosely based on a true serial killer. Which is... Which Ed, is Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Because Ed Gein used to... Uh, I believe, if I can get this right, um, fans, if you... If I'm, Send it wrong, just let us know on our Facebook. But I believe what he did was he dug up graves and then he skinned the bodies and turned it into furniture. So he actually had oh my a gosh. He, had, he had a nipple belt. <laughs> he had a lampshade made from human skin, an armchair made from human skin, and I think he was like, um, oh, like he just he, he was caught out by um, sort of. I think he was like a postal worker that went missing. They found him. Oh man, yeah. I mean, looking at his house is proper Texas, um, yeah, Chainsaw Massacre esque look. It's it's a truly di- like Ed Gein is truly a disturbing story. So wait, so he would? Oh man, look at this image mm. of a face in a box. So what he would actually create? Yeah, like 
bodysuits of of car, uh, corpses. You know what? I was actually on the dark web once, mm. and um, I don't know how I got onto it. I think one of my friends had like, you know, you mess around with your friends, and somebody download like this onion thing or whatever, like a server. I don't know what it's called. I think it's like onion something or whatever. And we was going through the websites, and it was actually one that was like. Uh, buy uh, shoes that are made out of skin mm. and whatnot. It's because the thing is, like human skin. You go out there, you go re out in the world. This shit still goes on. The, that's and that it again, is going on. Like yeah, on. this is the thing is that's yeah st- stories like this, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and um, uh, Psycho again, more terrifying than Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees because like for sure that's real. That has happened I, I guess I guess you get films like uh, Paranormal Activity Blair Witch like that are so successful because obviously people people actually feel like these things are real and you know not to get into that whole like discussion on like is paranormal things real or are you like making it up or whatever but mm. the fact that people actually can relate to these things is what actually adds a lot more scare a lot yeah. more fear to them. So yeah, you're right. Like when you when you think of a film like uh, Freddy Krueger movies, you're like, okay, it's scary to watch. The character's scary. But if you look at something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that actually feels like it could be real. And what you're saying based on the movie, it's actually based on Ed Gein. Yeah, loosely. Loosely. Loosely though. The fact that you put those two things together and put yourself in that situation makes a film really fucked up. Absolutely. There's there's another film. It's not a franchise film, but it's a film... Actually, it really did disturb me when I watched it. Like, I couldn't stop... You ever... I don't know if you've ever watched a film where you, you end up thinking about it for a long time after you've seen it. And it's a film called My Little Lie. No. And it's... It had a truly terrifying ending for me because it is the sort of stuff that would happen. That's the film. You know what? I've seen the, I've seen the poster, but I've never seen this film. It starts off, it's sort of like, because this came out at sort of the... Is, oh, snap. Is what's that his, him? What's his name? Um, um, it's Rocket Raccoon. Uh, ah. What is his name? Let me get it. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. My God, I didn't realise he was in it. But because the, the idea of the film is that it's like Big Brother, like you just basically people have to go to this house, stay in this house um, for X amount of time and you'll be paid like several hundred pounds. And what you find out about this film is is that rich people are betting, uh, are paying to see their favorite people like get killed off? Okay. And then the ending is the re- the ending is really scary because so wait, end- is it a bit like Hostel? A little bit like that, but like for the Hostel online- man. Oh my god! Yeah, we'll talk about that later. We're going. But it's like um, for the online generation, like the Facebook generation and, and Blair Witch generation, and it's like the ending is terrifying because that they're trying to like all save like. Because they think one one of them or two of them are complete nuts. Wait, so tell me, how did he get to the house? So they go there by themselves. Like they, they're told about this, they're invited to go there to take part in this sort of mm. TV contest and that. One of them gets killed in a way. I think he gets he hangs himself or something like that. Mm. And then the, the body count starts to get amped up. And then you find out that the online like these rich people um, are betting on them to get killed off. Wow. And then the ending, the, the thing that killed me is that the ending is like the cops, ter- the, this cop turns up and says, oh, like, I'll come save you. She goes, oh, like, they're all dead, they're all dead. She goes, like, oh, no, he goes, it's okay, it's okay, don't worry, like, I'll, like, I'll, I'll take you away. And as she turns away, he pulls out the gun and shoots her. 
Oh no, so he was in on it. And so the cop is in on it. And that, Damn. And the thing is, I, you need to watch this film because I watched it and I was just like... Well, I'm not going to watch it anytime soon. Because <laughs> I just watched it I'm like, no, nah, man, this, it really stuck with me for a long time after I watched it. Like, I, not nightmares or anything like that, but I was just like, fuck, man, this could, this could actually fucking happen. You know, that reminds me of that film, Cabin in the Woods. Is it Cabin in the Woods? Ca- where the, with, with all the monsters. Yeah, 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 and they're all like trying to bet who's going to... Now, that's great that you brought it up because I, when I saw that film, I thought, oh, it's just going to be a typical like, film where it's just like, oh, some monsters can come back from the dead or whatever. And then when I found out, it's just like, oh, yeah, we've got to sacrifice these virgins to the, to the <laughs> Dark Lord. And they get to choose the way they die. It was just pure genius. And just the amount of creatures they had in it. And they I do had want, so many. They had so many. That was it. You just brought up a scene of the um, the merman. And that guy who always, always wants the merman. <laughs> merman. And then he actually gets killed by the thing he wants. There's a giant spider in there. Um, I think the bit that was the best in there was the fucking unicorn. There was a unicorn in this? Do you not remember the unicorn? No. The unicorn sequence was my favourite because it's like all this crap's going down and people getting killed. Oh, here we go. There it is. Yeah. There it is. And then it's like all this crap's going down and this unicorn comes coming down, flying down the corridor and then and it's like all this majestical music playing. It's like, oh, it's a unicorn. And the unicorn spears the guy in the chest and just gouges <laughs> him out. It's flipping hilarious. Okay, let's have a look. <laughs> Vampire bat. <laughs> oh, God. Where are you, unicorn? Come on. No, there was a lot of monsters in this. Yeah, but that was good. Actually, it played on that trope so well. Like, okay, here's all these um, crazy creatures and such. Oh, I can't find it. And that. But, um, no, yeah, it, it sort of reminds me of there that. There you go. There's the unicorn. Oh, <laughs> unicorns are douchebags. <laughs> I know, right? People, and I love the fact that they did it. It's like, oh, yeah, unicorns are cool. Like, fuck, they're not. <laughs> no, no, not it's in this movie at all. But, um... That's actually that sounds like a good movie. What was it called again? My Little Eye. My Little Eye, yeah. I recommend it. Um, I haven't watched it in years for obvious reasons. Man, that, that sounds that sounds pretty good. That, mm, yeah. Um Where is it? It's just, it's just gone from me. Oh, anyways, My Little <laughs> Eye. I haven't seen that. It I haven't ca- seen it. It came out in the early noughties. Did it? Early noughties, I remember that. Okay, let me see. My but, um, so like, so it's really interesting. So you got these um, Hollywood creatures, like again, like the um, like your slasher films, um, but some other like like John Carpenter. Like I just want to sort of touch on him a little bit because he created some of the most notable horror films and sort of cult films. And so, like again, another one of my favorite films that he did was um, The Thing. Mm. And uh, like he's done like, like he's done the thing, Ghosts of Mars, which is just mad. Uh, Village of the Damned. Uh, what was it? He did. He, uh, what was it? He did. Um, did he it, did uh, Halloween as well? He did. Yeah, he did Halloween. He did um, sort of Memoirs of Invisible Man, which is interesting. But he did. A, he did another film called. Who did Hollow Man? Hollow. Oh, that's Paul Verhoeven. Okay. Um, I'll talk about that. That actually has a lot of fun history behind it. But like. The Thing is um, John Carpenter's sort of big film. Like Everyone knows him like The Thing in Halloween. And The Thing is just such a great film. I, you know, I never get bored of watching this film. No, man. Because I love that movie. You watch it, like, you don't know who you... you actually, all throughout the film, you don't know who it is. And it's got some of my favourite all-time live uh, lines in that film. Like, there's a, um, a great dog um, in it. Uh, that place that sort of it starts off as the alien. You don't know it's the alien to start off with. Yeah. And then it's like um, 
they lead it into the kennel and it starts transforming and trying to assimilate the other dogs. Mm. And it's brilliant because there's a bit where he goes, um, this guy, like Kurt Russell goes, what's going on? And he, he just goes, it's big, it's weird and it's pissed off. <laughs> and uh, and it's like, uh, but it's the not knowing of what it is. And I think because this is based on a sci-fi short story called Who Goes There, which was turned into a film which was also called The Thing. Okay. But it was more that the, the creature was more like a... Um, uh, a sort of Frankenstein's monster-esque looking one. Right. And then John Carpenter had the idea, like I, was, I watched the making of documentary and he was like, what if it, you could never tell if it was like your best mate? Like what if it actually mimicked you perfectly? Mm. And I just love that idea and it's just like, it was executed so brilliantly, the, the gore in it was fantastic. Man, I think everyone says it, but I always love that scene when he's trying to figure out if they are or they aren't infected by the thing and he's literally got the soldering the, the soldering the and yeah. just putting it into the blood yeah it's that so tense yeah that is a, a very tense scene for sure did you ever watch the remake or the sequel to that it's a pr- it's a prequel of is the it same a prequel thing. yeah it? i watched it the other day it's it doesn't again it doesn't hold up against john carpenter's the thing it's an it's interesting to show how it leads up into the thing because actually i watched it then i watched this straight afterwards yeah and you actually see some of the like kind of what happened like there's an axe they use in the first one mm. and then when you when you watch the John Carpenter one you see where the axe comes in there is one scene is it am I making this up or do they mention that he was frozen you know Kurt Russell's character in the second one do they yeah, mention yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. frozen what who's frozen that he's frozen to death or something what one of the characters you know in the second movie when it's the girl who's obviously oh yeah, yeah do they mention that Kurt Russell's character is frozen in no, ice. Or no, 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 no. So, what am I thinking about then? The Kurt, right, so the Kurt Russell one comes after that one. That one. Oh, so they're from the point of the. Is it the Norwegians? Yeah. yeah. So the Norwegians find the creature, and it's what happened at their base. Right, right, right. And there is a bit in it which is really um, gruesome. Like it's really horrifying. Look, it's because uh, there's a guy like because it's at this point where everyone's telling on each other, and there's. The, the alien makes itself known and it sort of like he freaks out sort of does this sort of spider walk on his back mm. runs up to this guy and starts pressing himself into his face and he starts morphing into him it's really yeah, grotesque very. to watch uh, it's one of the only sort of few highlights of that film it's so, okay so what am I thinking about is it alien or is it predator then is there like a movie oh man well no because it, really it, fro- it was frozen in ice because they mentioned it in okay so it was frozen it's like oh yeah this is in ice okay kind of thing um, but yeah, like John Carpenter, just like a really good horror director. Well, he's he's done other stuff as well, like Big Trouble in Little China, which I love, but it's not really mm. a horror film as such. But then, because you, you got the, these are like what's called body horror films. Mm. So another film, sort of in this league, would be uh, David Cronenberg's The Fly. Okay, yeah. Which have you seen that? Uh, that's the one with um, the Goldblum. Goldblum in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have oh, seen that. I have God, seen that. I remember watching that for the first time. It's just like so unnerving several of the sequences um and that like um it's actually really funny because he talks about like the brundle fly museum of artifacts and he actually has like a he shows you all his various body parts yeah, yeah. and in one of the jars is his penis <laughs> is it yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah but it's like there's so many bits like when he when he's chewing on a pencil when he pulls out his teeth um but it's that ending scene. It's just like so they did it so well. But when he um, his head splits open, you actually just see the, the fly creation at the end. It's actually 
it is a tragic story because you know when you get right to the very end of the film and it's basically just like he's this blend of man, a fly, mm. a machine. And you're like, oh, and it's like Gina Davis is to blow him up. Looking at these images of him though, <sighs> tell me he doesn't look like um, Michael Jackson in Thriller. <laughs> I give you the second image on the yeah, top. Yeah, the there. second image looks so like Michael Jackson and Thriller. What I wanted to ask you, Ben, was you you mentioned about music in horror. Mm. What about the horror characters? So like the so like the uh, the protagonists, like the killers. What about the noises? Is it, has there ever been a film that you've watched and you know the noises they make? So like the signature noises. So we went and watched. Um, Oh, Hereditary. Hereditary, which was the the girl had the click and that yeah, was no. really creepy. Then you have like films like The Grudge, who has that really weird croak noise. So The Grudge, yeah. I remember, again, another film I watched. Freddy Krueger. No, not Freddy Krueger. Well, Jason no. Voorhees has one, which he does that weird um, kind of ch-ch-ch noise. There's the... Michael Myers has the heavy breathing in the mask. Like, <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's... Sound effects are very... Doesn't um, Freddy Krueger have a laugh as well that he does? He has a laugh, but his one's more like the blades... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ...screeching across the thing. It's very important that, again, like, if you're establishing characters um, to have really good sound effects to really sort of heighten their... Because it's part of the identity of an on-screen creature. So, like... um, So just quickly going back to the thing, although it doesn't have a, a super distinctive... Doesn't it make a weird noise though? It makes like a screech. Yeah, like. it's like there's the famous scene when one of the guys goes missing. So they go outside and they find him like sort of limping and he found that his hands deformed. It's like, oh, he's one of them. And then when they, like it's all snowing and like you've got the music, which has a great, great simple score. And I'll tell you who did the comp- composition for that. But he turns around, it's like, he just looks at him and goes, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. really bone chilling stuff. And, but it's consistent across all the other um, sort of thing imitations but the music score for that one was, was done by Anino Morricone and who's and who's he what's he done he did um, The Good The Bad And The Ugly okay all so okay yeah. so he did all that but his the one for the thing was just a simple dun 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 mm. dun dun I remember and it just it, it, it just carries on it builds up a bit but it's, you, you would never believe that he did the music for that uh, as such so but scenario that, dude you're yeah. in a house like haunted house it's pitch black like you've got like a little candle light which one of those sounds would scare you the fucking most um, the grudge girl yeah I, I don't think her name's Sadako I think that's from the ring but the, whatever let the grudge find, girl let me find out let me find out it's that terror that you know that although the, the grudge is what I, I call one of the the uh, Ka- Kayako is it Kayako oh my god even that yeah. picture freaks me out yeah it's The Grudge I watched in the cinema and it scared the shit out the, of me the original one yeah? Yeah, yeah 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 same here like I remember watching that with my sister and I, I was pe- petrified of going to bed for a while because the whole scene where she lifts up the bed sheet and she's just in there just reached for it and there's a poof gone man the faces on those kids though uh, like it's even in the American ones that they did the remakes of um like Wait, you're, when you wait. say the original one, are you talking about the Japanese one? Or are you talking about like the American one? Wait, are we getting our movies confused? Because you've got the ring. Are you know about the grudge? You know the one with the the girl who sort of shuffles around and grabs people, and she has a little kid as well. There's yeah, a, the there's a boy, boy yeah, yeah, the little boy as well. But they just like disappear, end up like killed in horrible ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Not yeah. the because with the ring they end up with the distorted faces. No, the grudge is like, isn't it? 
the dad killed the, the dad, family. The family, and, then and I think he strangles, and that's and I think he snaps one of the necks, and that's why she makes that kind of noise. That's just that that famous oh, yeah. like the the crackling. Yeah, that. See that that just did it for me. Like, Man, that like, was yeah. Because it's like she hear it everywhere, and it's like well, the great thing about that. Like, it's, again, it's like I can't. I think I've invented a scene in this film for some reason, well, but I remember in in the grudge. I don't know what part of the grudge it is, and I don't know if this is in the remake. But again, this bit really terrifies me because there's a bit in it where a character looks up at the you know the window, the bedroom window, yeah, from inside the house, yeah, and you hear that you know you hear the shuffling, the the thump. Oh, is it coming down the stairs? Yeah, but you know it's before that because you know when she looks up into the loft. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's actually that's actually a scene though. No, no, it's the bit after that. I don't know if I've managed it. That. So you know, you see the hand come out, and then she's dra- dragging herself along, and then she comes down, like she comes out of the loft, and then she goes down the stairs, and she looks up in through the window, and it comes down, and you see it in the window, and then you hear like the thump, sh- thump, sh- and then it's like the door opens, and then she comes down the stairs. But like, oh man, I just found that. Is this a scene? I think it could be, but like it's, um, <laughs> the torchlight will never save you. Never. <laughs> nah, it's not that bit. It's not that bit? No. no. Okay. <laughs> man, those kids though, really fucking scary. Well, it's because it had the cat meow, didn't it? Yeah, it yeah, like, yeah. And you're like, fuck that shit, get out of the house. Yeah. Like, but that's, the terrifying thing about this film is, and again, it, this there's another Western film that has ties to this of sorts is it didn't matter if you left that house, it would catch up with you. Mm. Like you could go in and like the girl just knew someone there, went back to her apartment, was haunted and just sucked into the bed. So, oh, that, that bit freaked me out. Yeah. What, so what was it? So it was a, you couldn't go into the house or was it, you couldn't be seen by the grudge kids or whatever. Yeah. You just, you just didn't go into the house mm. because anyone who went in the house, well, you could go into it because the, remember the old man who'd be playing peekaboo with the little kid, like he wasn't killed. Mm. But I think because there's, there's a way of you of getting around it, but I think it's like you've got to cover your eyes and then do this, but then the dad gets you and oh, something, the law's really weird about it. Hmm. But it's, um, yeah, it's just, like, it's just a terrifying concept, just done well. But there's another film that sort of, again, has ties to that, which is uh, Insidious, where Insidious, it, they moved house and the haunting still carried on. You found that? It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a person. Oh, and um, Paranormal Activity did that as well. Like you, There's no point in leaving the house because it's not the house that haunts you. It'll just always get you. It's, it's you. You're haunted. What did you think of the Paranormal Activity franchise? So when I saw the first one, I wasn't expecting much, but I actually really liked the first one. Like the, It was quite original yeah. I thought like it was really cool and I, there were some bits in there I'm sitting there with my mate going oh well I bet this happens and it's like the Ouija board moved and I'm like I told you and then it caught fire I'm like that I did not see coming <laughs> um, but it was really good like the bit when she's dragged out of bed like wow okay and then the, the ending always sends a shiver down my spine because she gets on the floor goes up to the camera and then turn, has that horrifying face and like the ghost which one do you think was the best one? The first one. The first one. Okay. It's the other ones had interesting concepts, but it, it fell victim to franchise. It got diluted. It didn't make it because it, it's just like okay, well, we know that nobody's gonna make it out alive on this one. So there were six of them. Six of them. Yeah. Seven unofficially. You know what? 
I agree with you. They did they did get a bit watered down. And after a while, you kind of expected them to just go the same way that it goes. Mm. And I guess that's why they didn't really release any more Paranormal Activity movies. But I'm sort of a sucker of um, these kind of paranormal horror movies that involve weird cults. So yeah. a bit like um, the film that we just watched. Yeah, Hereditary. Hereditary, yeah. which kind of involves a cult that you don't really know about and then they start to appear there was one yeah. I think there was one paranormal activity four. was it number four, number four. I remember that because it was in the house opposite the street that um, I think is it Heather or something like that and that she's part of that cult because yeah. that she's possessed by the demon or whatever the problem with the paranormal films is that you can make all these films but it seemed they had a story they were going to go somewhere with but they never actually finished that story which was would you would, so explain you, you kind of had like you had the first paranormal activity is really good in suggesting like a lot of things, which I like when films do that. You don't need to show anything, but you can suggest something, and your mind can conjure up different images. So, so there's a bit in paranormal activity where they were discussing, they were going through books saying, "Oh, there's it's a demon." As they're going through books, you're seeing images. You don't look at them for long; they go through it, but gives your you yourself, the viewer, an idea of what this creature could look like. Mm. But then you also had an idea, like as when you got to number two that their mum was part of like this cult or group and then number three definitely highlighted that because that's like that's a prequel story but then when you get to number four it gets to it gets a bit like okay yeah there's a cult by the way and you're like okay but what what what's going on why do they want the the hunter child for what's going on with this the i think what freaks me out about that number four scene is when they start coming in i think yeah is, and are they naked as well i don't think they're naked although i did remember the Number three is when they they go to the mum's house, you know, because it's about the two girls growing up. Is that the one that I think the they, dad or the stepdad gets his back snapped? Snapped, yeah, yeah, that's fucked. That's it, and he's just like thrown down the stairs or something. And that's it because he's trying to walk away, and then the the grandma says, "Oh, just come with me, kids. We're going to marry you off." And as he walks out, the monster just stamps on him. And just, mm. You're like, "Fuck!" I think what freaked me out about that whole paranormal thing was who Toby was. The name really freaked me out. Like, why did you look back like that? You really scared the shit out of me when you looked at the door. I know, you know what Right is? now, Ben just looked right back. He, he just quickly stared right back at the door and I was... <laughs> okay, so things are starting okay, to shut so down. Are, yeah. I'm hearing sounds. What the hell? Okay, the TV <laughs> just went off. Um, no, I just heard like a banging sound and I thought it was like some the guys at the desk there. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> but I mean, to be honest, I noticed this thing like, they're not like they're not getting progressively any better, but I would still go watch them. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I, out of all the horror films, I actually the ones I quite like the most are the supernatural horror ones. Like I really enjoy Blair Witch Project. A lot mm. of people, that's got a lot of divided opinion because a lot of people say, "Oh, it's just a bunch of shaky cameras in the forest." I'm like, I get that, but it's the not again, not seeing, not seeing what it is, and it's like the rocks left outside, all that kind of jazz, and it's like the the ending bit is quite um, scary because that like, you hear hearing sounds and that she's knocked on the floor. But it's when the recent Blair Witch came out, which I also enjoyed, not as great, but it's still got some great moments in it. Mm. What was really interesting was I was um, listening to, uh, I was reading some articles about what was going on. It's, and there's a great article saying that the Blair Witch um, actually inhabited um, Heather. Oh, no way. Or, the, or the, I forget the girl. I'm sure it's Heather, but um, they inhabit her, bo her body. And basically... She is the, now the Blair Witch. Oh, so, so she is, so she becomes, um, it is, it, well, Heather, yeah. Yeah, so it's like they, because they, she brought them out there 
Mm. You don't see what happens to her. She goes silent and like she kills them. And then the idea is that you know when they um in the in the uh sequel they bring her back and um when they bring when they bring her back um uh, was it they bring her back? Oh uh, yeah, because then like um, the bro- the brothers chased by the Blair Witch, and then it mimics her voice. He turns around, and then it all goes to black, kind of thing. Does does she play her own person in the movie? Yeah, they all play their own character like themselves. Ben, I'm not gonna lie, the corridor's pitch black behind us. <laughs> yeah. What the hell, man? Okay, <laughs> this is getting really weird. So she plays her own person in a movie. Yeah. Okay, uh, I don't know why I never noticed that. Yeah, so it's um, again because they made it's again one of the greatest viral movies ever made. Mm. Like again, well, that like, launched the whole paranormal activity franchise. Exactly, like it, it like well, launched years later. found footage, um, mm. shaky cam footage. Yeah, exactly. Like mm. it, sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't. Like I enjoyed um, Cloverfield, but not a lot of people did. I liked Cloverfield. I yeah. really did. I liked- Even the one that they did, which was the, uh, I think the Cloverfield that I really enjoyed. Was the one with uh, what's the name of that guy? John Goodman. John Goodman. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, I really like that one. You know, it's the, the and a lot of people didn't like that. A lot of people didn't like that. A lot of people didn't like the Cloverfield Paradox. I really enjoyed that. I film. really enjoyed that too. That, I, I I heard so much bad reviews about it. Yeah, and the, I really enjoyed the whole. What is it? The parallel uni- universe. Parallel universe. Yeah. Like, zip, oh, what the fuck do we do? Kind of and thing. everything, everything just kept on ha- like random stuff happened. Like exactly, like, there was somebody in. In the vents or whatever. In in the walls. And it's in just, the walls. It just kept escalating. And the stuff. guy's hand. That was funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's my hand gone? It's, oh, there it is. It's just walking around. But is that movie meant to be a horror? No. Is that franchise meant to be a horror? I don't think so. I, I, it's just sci-fi, sci-fi action. Because if it was horror, it'd be a bit more excessive. Now, what about the first one? Because the first one's a lot more of those creatures. Like... Again, it's more like a sci-fi action film rather than sci-fi horror. Is the mist a horror? Yes. Why? Those two films are similar in the sense of like the well, creatures and. Well, the mist is a horror because of the again the inherent or um, challenges that are faced by the sort of like humans in that film. We got uh, these different creatures, but the people are killed in extremely horrific ways. So what defines? So how do you define a horror movie? Uh, I define a horror film where there is either a supernatural or. A serial killer esque um, antagonist. That is the the aim is to inflict as much pain and suffering on the um, sort of protagonists, um, either with or without a def- definitive goal, with except like excessive blood count and body count. So something like The Strangers is a horror movie. Yes, and then something like The Thing is not. Well, the thing is, a sci-fi horror. Okay, because it's set within the science fiction genre. It's because you can. Re- I mean, technically, technically by rule, the strangers would be categorized as a thriller, mm. uh, not a horror. But it kind of still falls into the slasher range, mm. which the slasher hor- uh, slasher horrors are a thing. And I think actually Wes Craven's a big part of that, as well as Alfred Hitchcock, who gave us sort of the mm. the first open one there. Okay. I sort of the uh, yeah. So I think actually just the one last because we could go on forever about this. I think we'll have to do another episode about. Oh, for this. sure, for sure. But just one last franchise of finish off on just because I've only seen the first one. It was not to is... put me off the other ones. Was Hellraiser? Hellraiser. Never watched the first film while eating a pizza from Domino's. <laughs> Never. Why? I. You know what? Because I watched that film. I was not expecting anything 
that I thought was the scene is the first scene is like this guy dissolves, this oh, melts. What was it, what was Hellraiser's thing? He had the puzzle box, and when you have when you open a puzzle box, like you're granted wishes or something like that. But if like if you grant the wishes, then like they become they become unleashed upon the world, mm. kind of thing. It's and like all the was it Cenobites? I okay. think they're called. Um, yeah, just like really horrible <laughs> creatures as such. But my favorite horror movie-esque moment, because again, we'll have to do another episode because there's so many horror movies to, to so many creatures to discuss. It's got to be sort of really random film called Reanimator. Reanimator. Let me uh, Google that. It's a really sort of like, again, body horror thing. But if you really want to have a chat about a really bizarre scene in a very bizarre horror film, it's the post credit scenes where the Reanimator basically brings dead bodies to life. And I think there's a very famous scene where, yeah, where this dismembered head gives a blowjob to a woman. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's how mad it is. But then... um there's a fight scene at the post credits. Wait, what do you mean give a blowjob? Has she got a penis? No, no, no. He goes down. Oh, he goes down. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. But there's a really fake. Uh, I've not seen that. I, I fell asleep and I woke up and. Uh, <laughs> so you woke up in the middle in of this film. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And it's the post credit scenes that made me laugh. Because you know what happens in the post credit scene? What happens? There's a rat that has a fight with a dismembered penis. Oh, uh, you, you, sure, yeah, you, you showed me this before. This, yeah, you did show us this. Yeah, and it's just it. like, what the hell? You did show there it. There we go. You just saw a picture there of it. Where, 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 where? No, no, no. Um, minimize. No, no. Go back. Yeah, down, down, down. There. Oh, yeah. Here <laughs> we go. And it's got red eyes and everything. No, what the right. hell? <laughs> wow, that teddy bear looks pissed off. Oh, is that is that from the reanimator as well? That's demonic toys. I think it's from a film called Toys. Hmm. <laughs> So we're going to round up this episode of uh, Cyborg Snakes, but um, it's been really interesting discussing sort of uh, horror films and sort of their origins and characters. We're going to do another one with the um, rest of the team here because I think it'd be great to talk um, other monsters as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many things to go over, even like scenes. I'd like to hear from like you guys, like what was your favorite, you know, franchise or character or even death or or just character in the movie. Yeah, or maybe you have a favorite horror movie monster like that we haven't spoken about. We would really like to hear that. There's so many out there. So let us know we're on the Facebook, we're on the Twitter and the Instagram, maybe send us some pictures or whatever. Man, horror it. movies, I think going just to end off like I always feel like children in horror movies always fuck with me when I'm watching them. Like you know, grudge having those oh, kids, yeah. or they, they, will, they, or, will, they will constantly screw you over. Man, I, <laughs> I just feel like when you watch a horror movie and it involves a kid in it, it just it just makes me feel a bit more fear. Like I don't, I, I don't know, man. I don't, what was the one, the one with the TV? The, the oh, you know the, the girl? No, 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 the girl. Oh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist, that as well. All lights are back on now. Yeah. Um, cool, right? Yeah, Bottle Guys. Well, if you've yeah. not seen that, definitely watch that. I've definitely just, watch it. I've just finished watching the sequel. Did you? Yeah, there's three ones. Okay, uh, okay, so we're going to finish up now <laughs> <laughs> as we're being turfed out. Um, but thank you very much. Thank and God it wasn't uh, a ghost or a killer, it was just a security, but you know. Yeah, but we've uh, got to get going in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you, very, thank you again very much for that, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, as always, check out our live episodes, which we were doing. Uh, a bit more of and so you can join us for a chat and uh, catch up about a few things cool so uh, i've been ben and i've been d and this has been cyborg <laughs> snakes <laughs> <All right. laughs>